This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. All right, coming to you live, but how fast is he coming? It's a little bit disturbing how much this man comes. His name, in the corner, we have Michael Garza. He's the financial boy wonder. He's ready to teach you everything you need to know. And he's coming to you live, and he's coming out the gates right now. Can you handle it? Are you ready for it? Boys and girls, ladies and gents, it's time for Michael Garza. He's ready for you. Get that, get that jizz ready. Get that jizz ready. He's already teach you fighting. All right, everybody. <laughs> Sorry if I cut the intro just a little bit short. I uh, wanted to get the little transition out of the way and just kind of start the show. Um, I hope you guys like the intro. Of course, I'm going to be improving it over time. That's not going to be the permanent intro. That's just kind of a starter intro for the show. As always, everything about the show evolves. I also straightened out the camera a little bit. I noticed that everything was just too uh, slanted. Um, I am going to make an attempt, though, to balance the camera to the best of my ability, at least. Uh, but all we can really do is just kind of eyeball it at this point. I'll, I'll keep trying to make sure it's a little more even, but it's way more even than it was before. I'm just more. I'm just excited to do the show. I really, I, I'm really encouraged. You know, doing an entire series where I'm kind of like I want to try like to do an Oprah thing but if you want to know the truth I'm trying to be the Howard Stern of finance I'm trying to be the guy who uh who who talks about wieners and tits while also talking about effective finance because that's how I roll that's what I'm into wieners and tits <laughs> but um I think I have a lot to teach everybody and I think um I can really help a lot of the youth out there um, I think a lot of the youth are taught um, to save money by their parents, which is really dumb. Kids, if there's one thing I could tell you um, that you should never, ever, ever do, um, and that is save money. Saving money really is probably, it's not just probably, it is the worst idea. Saving money's never been a good idea. In fact, I can't, I can't ever think of a scenario where saving money's actually been a good call. But... Uh, the point is, it's like, I think I just realized something about this microphone is I could actually, and I'm, I'm going to try something later, but I think I can actually raise it up higher because the stand, I think only goes up a little bit, but I think I could actually raise this naturally higher to, uh, up to me. So it's interesting. Anyway, <sighs> back to, t I just got to stay on track, man. I got to stay on track. So, um, by the way, I, I used PowerDirector to do the intro, just to let you guys know. And so I want to talk about, like, I don't want to take up too much of you guys' time, but I want to talk about the all-weather portfolio. In fact, I want to talk about multiple types of portfolio theories. Um, so I think part of me wants to go to Google Images, but not just yet, because you never know what kind of creepy shit you're going to find on the Google. Uh, so let's pull, I'm going to, uh, before I actually reveal what's on the monitor, I'm actually going to check out what it shows on there. Um, <clears throat> give me just a few more moments, though, still pulling up uh, whatever I could pull up. 
but thank you guys for viewing into the show episode two very excited um this show is just a crazy whacked out show and that's kind of the goal it's just to create tons and tons of episodes with fun content fun yet educational but make you laugh your ass off it's gonna make you laugh your ass off nigga. <laughs> but um Let's let's roll with it. Um, let me just double check. I'm gonna check Google Images. Google Images might actually show us a cool image of the um, all weather all weather portfolio. All weather portfolio. Ray Dalio. Uh, Google Images is fucking great though. Okay, this is really neat. So let's um, let me share my screen real quick with you guys. Do a quick window capture, and one of these days it'll load. One of these days. I'm trying to be a little more of a perfectionist. Not too much of a perfectionist because I do believe perfection is reality. I think everything worth doing is worth doing poorly. Um, that's why I do this show in so many different ways and I just keep producing more episodes even if one episode shitty. But I watch each episode to make sure I could do something better or something I no didn't notice before. <clears throat> so here's um, on Google Images Ray Dalio's All Weather Portfolio. And this is kind of the portfolio that I think everybody should go for. And I actually let's look at charts. Let's look at this charts one right here. Um, <clears throat> it's been a while since I use Google Images, but yeah, Google Lens. <clears throat> How do I? This is interesting. Okay, I'm just experimenting now at this point. <laughs> let's get out of Google Lens. Hold on. Okay, here we go. So if we look at it, if we look at Ray Dalio's uh, all-weather portfolio, we got, for U.S. stocks, this is what I find very fascinating about it. U.S. stocks takes about 30% of your overall portfolio, and if you wanted to do that, you could just get the SPY um, S&P 500 index fund. It's called SPY SPY. And so that would be 30% of your portfolio would be U.S. stocks. 40% um, of your portfolio would be um, long-term bonds. Let's see. Yep, long-term U.S. bonds. So that would allow you to... Uh, that's a pretty big chunk, actually. And then 15% and then would be intermediate U.S. bonds. So, for instance, for the long-term U.S. bonds, you would get the TLT. It's Tango Lima Tango, and then for U.S. stocks, which would be thirty percent of your total weight of your portfolio, would be the SPY SPY, and then we got intermediate U.S. bonds that would be IEF. Um, that'd be fifteen percent of your portfolio, and then we have gold. Um, you always want to have gold exposure, so you could get GLD, um, which basically I believe isn't is a gold ETF, which is just as good. It costs a lot of money to store gold, so sometimes you're better off just having a gold ETF to be exposed to, if you want to know the truth. Uh, my boy my boy Robert Kiyosaki would heavily disagree with me on this one, though. But, um, but yeah, so 7.5% of your um, portfolio should be gold. Then 7.5% should be commodities, and the symbol would be a DBC, and Delta Bravo Charlie. Um 
And so the whole point is to make sure. Yeah, look, the all weather port, the all weather portfolio is not perfect. Just want to give you guys a heads up. It is not perfection. There are years where it comes at a loss, but not much of a loss. It's actually funny because the amount of the loss is like like the worst. The all weather portfolio has been tested across history, and like its worst loss, I think, was like three percent in a year. Even that's crazy. Like, and a lot of the time, it's like outperforming the market fifteen percent, twenty percent. It, it keeps well above the market that even if you have a bad year, that's not bad. You know, you can lose a little bit. <laughs> You're, it, it's interesting. And just remember, you want to diversify across time as well. Not just across sectors, but across time. And what I mean by this is you want to allocate some money every month or every two weeks. You could be even doing this weekly, just to let you guys know adding to your portfolio weekly and you always want to make sure you rebalance it you want to try to always keep it as close to these percentages as you can so if you have a lot of u.s stocks that are gaining momentum and it starts taking up more of your portfolio it may be time then to sell some of your u.s stock some of your spy for instance in this hypothetical so let's say 30 percent. maybe it starts taking up 40 percent somehow maybe the market's doing really good right like really really good so then what happens you gotta sell enough to make it where you go back to that 30 percent um that 30 percent of total weight because if you start if if your portfolio starts getting overrun by uh, a little bit too much by stocks. Just remember, stocks are a volatile market. There's a lot of volatility in stocks. Sometimes when 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 the going gets great, you want to sell off a little bit. You want to sell like if you get to forty percent, you want to sell off enough to where you get back down to thirty percent again, um, and vice versa. And and you kind of you want to try to always balance out the portfolio to keep the percentages as close to possible because it's always going to fluctuate. These percentages are not concrete. You may start out at 40% for long-term bonds. You may start out at 30% for U.S. bonds. You may start out at 15%, but these percentages will will change. They may lower. They may higher. You just have to adjust accordingly. So if U.S. stocks goes to 40%, maybe your total weight for long-term U.S. bonds goes to 30%, you could sell off enough stocks and then take the amount of money you made from selling off some of the U.S. stocks and put it into long-term U.S. bonds. So that way you can get the total weight back to the way it should be 40%, 30%, 15%, 7.5%, 7.5%. I hope this is all making a lot of sense and I hope the visual helps. Um, another thing I want to start doing, I want to start using Google images to my advantage because here's the thing I think I can take more of an advantage through an image through these high quality images than I can and I, I than I can a uh, the words on an article, you know what I mean? I want to help you guys through through this methodology. But this is Ray Dalio's all weather portfolio and it's one of the best. <laughs> like if you're looking this is something I'm going to share with my family um this video and and my friends because it was something I had discovered and I think and here's my problem here i mean not my problem here's my friends and my family's problem whenever they invest they when they put their money in they don't do what i do they don't they don't have a lot of self-control and this is no this is no diss on them by the way once they put in the money they want to put it all in you know what i mean they put they put 200 dollars or 500 dollars into their brokerage account and they suddenly just want to put all of it in right now 
I like to keep a lot of money on reserve, though, just in case. I'm one of those people who likes to uh, keep cash reserves, so that way he can find great buying opportunities in the market. But I play a different type of game. But the all-weather portfolio is for somebody who wants to kind of set it and forget it. You know what I mean? Who kind of wants to get in and just kind of set it and stay in the lot for the long term. And I, I'm a long-term investor myself. I, I don't intend on leaving the markets. In fact, if a market crash happens, I really, really, really want to buy. Like, I'm serious, because I, I want to be able to take advantage of those sweet dividends um those yields go up man those those dividend yields go up like crazy during a market crash it's unreal so the whole point is when the market crash happens you got to take full advantage of it because that's where that's where the money's at that's where the true money's at man is if you want to if you want to win this game you got to go where it's at um But yeah, I don't know what else to say right now. I'm just, I, I, I really enjoy doing these types of shows. Um, I'm trying to think of those other portfolios. There's a portfolio from somebody from, oh Christ, what's his name? Um, Harvard, I think he, what was he? No, he was at Yale, Yale University, um, Yale University portfolio. Hmm. Ah, yes, David Swenson. Yes, 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 yes. We cannot forget David Swenson. Swenson. Um, let me get myself out of the way and put myself over here real quick because you guys got to see this. This is kind of cool. I'll try to get this as on there as possible and i'm gonna and look for anybody who can't see this on the anchor.fm podcast just to let you know i'm showing um david swenson's swenson's portfolio he's the um one of the i can't remember what his position was at yale but he's basically one of the big economics guys economics professor guys over at yale in his suggestion and i think this is a good one for a lot of people too um it's been a while since I looked at this portfolio, but it's pretty nice. So he suggests 30% of the total weights should be U.S. stocks, right? So 30% of your portfolio overall should be U.S. stocks. And, you, and like I said, remember, you can use index funds to be exposed and diversify yourself to different asset classes. So an asset class, stocks is an asset class. Uh, bonds are an asset class. You want to make sure you're exposed to different classes, okay? So U.S. stocks, 30%. You want to be exposed 30% to U.S. stocks. You want to 15% to international stocks. That's a good one. Emerging markets, 5%. You don't want to have a lot of exposure to emerging markets because sometimes they can be really volatile and just crap out. So you don't want to, because of its, you know, there's growth potential, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of growth potential in emerging markets. But you want to try to find an index fund that's like, you want to try to find an index fund related to emerging markets, to international stocks. So actually, I will say this about Swenson's portfolio as compared to Ray Dalio's. Ray Dalio's is actually more of a protective, is a more protected portfolio. This is kind of a more long-term growth one. This is for somebody who really wants real growth. Now, this is going to be a volatile product. Now, this is this is really volatile because stocks, international stocks and U.S. stocks, these securities, these equities, they're very, very volatile. So you got to remember, this is going to be a roller coaster ride at some point. It's not all weatherproof for David Swenson's portfolio. I would probably feel more comfortable. Well, I don't know. 
here's the thing. I'm not a Bonds guy. I'm actually a little bit um, pessimistic on Bonds, and in fact, I'm actually more interested in stocks for the most part. But I think Swenson's, um, I like Swenson's portfolio. So let's go over it one more time. So U.S. stocks is 30% of the portfolio weight. Uh, international stocks, 15%. And like I said, for each of these categories, each of these asset classes, you can get an index fund um, related to each of these asset classes. And I'll try to do one one of these times and give you guys the symbols for each of those. Um, and give you guys the symbols for each of those index funds. And you can find them on any brokerage account, TV Ameritrade, Robinhood, Weeble, you name it. Um, so we got uh, intermediate... I think it's intermediate bonds, if I remember correctly. 15% of your portfolio weight should be that. 15% should be tips. And what tips are is basically, um, it's, it's a weighted, um, what do you, what the fuck do you call it? It's it's something that, it's basically bonds, but they protect you against rising inflation. It's a security against, because when inflation happens, bonds get affected negatively. But tips is kind of like a weird insurance policy against that negativity that, uh, that, that, uh, can't speak right now but it's kind of like an insurance policy against inflation for bonds so tips is not bad 15 percent, and they do have if i remember correctly they do have tips uh index funds that you can choose from and now this is a very fascinating call and i kind of agree with swenson on this one 20 percent should be reits and what reits are is real estate investment trusts a real estate investment trust is basically uh something that exposes you to real estate with and get and allows you to take in a di- take home a dividend and also take home eventual growth over time uh, in value. So I like REITs to be honest. Um, in fact, I would like to recommend everybody have REITs in your portfolio. Uh, Swenson recommends 20% of your portfolio should be um, REITs. Uh, your portfolio A should be REITs. And I I got to give him props. I got to agree with him on this one. Swenson is totally right. So um, definitely get your REITs on, baby. <laughs> and I would get a real estate investment trust for, uh, index fund. And you can, and Vanguard has a, a real estate one. There are other real estate ones, but I would definitely, I definitely trust Vanguard with a lot of stuff. They're more of a fiduciary company and they're like a five star. They are a five star, uh, company. So Vanguard is the best way to go. But honestly, you can choose whatever you want to choose. You don't have to choose Vanguard. You can choose the, you can choose like an S and P 500, uh, index fund, like a spy, you could choose the VOO if you want the Vanguard one. The SPY is, I can't remember, SPY. There's also the iShares one, I think. Anyway, it's incredible. So I think those are my two favorite portfolios is Swenson's portfolio from Yale. And then the other portfolio, like I was talking about, Ray Dalio's uh, all-weather portfolio. It's very basic, but it gets the job done. It's intelligent, too, because it keeps you protected under different economic conditions. Which is why I agree with him putting gold in there in commodities. Because if you can if you can keep commodities in there, sorry about moving the window so much. Let me trying to get myself back up and running here. So I don't know what you guys thought about that, but that was that was fun. I, I really do enjoy looking over different portfolios and different portfolio theory and economic theories. Um, and I'm a huge economics guy. I um. If there's one thing I, if there's one thing I'm obsessed with is economics. I like science. Um, this show is really an economics show, though. I want to try to get people intelligently investing. I think people um, 
can really use some education and I think I'm going to use Google Images a lot from here on out for this show. And it's because and the reason I I say I like Google Images one I like looking at diagrams, I like looking at charts, I like looking at pie graphs and stuff, charts or whatever. Um and I think it's a good way. I think visualizations more important than just reading words because if I can look at something visually and if you can look at something visually too it's easier to conceptualize so my goal is to help you guys conceptualize a lot of these concepts because some of these concepts can be extremely confusing but I do want to thank you guys for viewing episode number two I'm going to try to pump out as many of these episodes as I can and the show really has no name it's just episode by episode Um, I mean the show is just Michael Garza and that's it So, uh, the financial boy wonder, here we go. Uh, thank you guys so much and have an incredible rest of the day and stay happy, stay sexy and have an incredible rest of the day.